I'm ready, Claire? I'm ready. You're listening to Girls Gone Wild. This is Joy. And this is Claire. This is episode 148. And we are here with some men. Uh, some boys. Hello, men, boys. Hello. Hello. No, no boys allowed. So let's guess whose voices that is. <laughs> <laughs> it's we a fun have game. Su- super fan Chris G is back. Number four? Number five? Number five. I don't even know anymore. It's the record, isn't it? Yeah. You officially, hold the record? Officially. Officially. So, officially the most guested guest ever guested guest yeah it's like when they call a coach the winningest coach you're the guestingest guest thank you anytime chris g has been on our podcast five times since the beginning you've been the supporter Mm -hmm. you've been our original athletic supporter chris g so thank you for being back we also have brandon hi hey guys that would be the brandon the brandon Brandon, the Um, one you've heard so many things about (laughs) we decided to bring the boys on the show because this kind of stemmed from when Chris G yep. and Coach Mike were on the podcast, we were kind of talking about some stuff. We, I mean, it was for the open, but then we kind of led into some dude things. We're like, let's have some dudes on. So we're going to have... Let's talk about dude like, stuff. And Miles is here, too. If you Miles hear that crinkly too. noise, yeah, that's his like, little crinkly yeah. look. Yeah. Again, is it, wouldn't Miles hold the record? How many times is me on the show? Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, yeah. officially, speaking. if we're going to get... I don't know. That's, that's, a, that's a technicality, Chris, I think. Chris, Chris, I'll let you uh, figure that one out with Miles. Yeah. Okay. We have an amazing sponsor, Kalo. You listeners know Kalo very well. And you can support the podcast by supporting Kalo by going to qalo.com. That's qalo.com. You can enter code GGW to get a 15% discount off your entire order. And again, that's GGW. So that lets them know that we sent you. They're the best. Let's them know that we are just the best people in the Does world. Does that work yes. just on rings or can you get you can Any, t-shirts? Oh my gosh. If you would like a schmedium, you may get one. Shmedium t-shirt. Yeah. I wore my Kalo t-shirt to work out and today actually it was lovely. Yes. Brandon, oh no, that's a null shirt. Never mind. It looks like your Kalo shirt. And I still haven't taken off my Q2X ring. I was going to say, Claire still has her Q2. It matches my jacket. Yeah. These rings are awesome. So thank you guys for supporting Caleb and supporting the podcast at the same time. Oh, man. So we, Claire and I talk what? We've been doing this for three years and we Weird. talk all the time about chick things. And from a chick's perspective, because that's what we do, it's Girls Gone Wild. Girls Gone Wild. And there's so many times when we reference on the podcast that we're like, you know what? We're sorry, guys. If, if there's guys out there listening and then Claire will quickly say, no, I'm not sorry because this is not a <laughs> podcast for you. But we just decided. <laughs> that you know tonight's your night can i jump into something really quick brendan i think it was two or three episodes ago when we were talking about some stuff and you're like you need to look at it from like a dude's perspective and i was like why and but i mean that's the marriage hack episode it was the marriage hack episode so i think like we had some reactions to my marriage hacks it's true i did but but especially the yogurt that one was like but no it's not the whole story (laughs) i don't know what to tell you (laughs) <laughs> There's really nothing around that. Yeah, you ate it. But I think it was just a wake up for us to kind of go, all right, like let's bring some dudes in and talk about some dude stuff because we make a lot of assumptions that you guys can handle everything and nothing bothers you. And I don't think that's necessarily necessarily the case. So I guess we want to start too with like the male stereotypes of like right off the bat, what would you say that you struggle with that on a daily basis? You want to take that, Chris? Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I think uh, when we first started talking about this a while back on the 16.3, uh, Good you know, memory. The, the vulnerability piece and walking into the gym and being, and, and you know, I had never really lifted weights before and I was a collegiate athlete, right? So for me, it was like, oh God, I don't lift enough. I don't even know what any of these, you know, lifts are, the Olympic lifts and, and not moving well. It made me not want to stay at the gym longer than a couple of weeks. I'm like, oh, mm. 
And I think the reason that we talked about that too was we often talk about how intimidating CrossFit is for women. I don't even think about that for men. Like I, it doesn't cross my mind that you guys would feel like CrossFit is intimidating. And just hearing you say that, I was like, oh yeah, I guess you guys do deal with that because that's such a male dominant world of like, you guys always had weightlifting in high school. We didn't have that, you know? So like to hear you be like, yeah, it is kind of intimidating to walk into this was refreshing. Well, it, I think it kind of goes off of some stereotypes too, just that men are expected to be strong. If you look at, uh, so for me personally, I think like body image is actually one thing that I've personally struggled with. Um, In what way? So, so for those that haven't seen a picture of me, which I imagine is most of you, I'm I'm a pretty thin dude. No, I think right? everyone I'm has like, seen a picture. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, do I post I, a picture on okay. All right. Well, yeah, so I'm si- so I'm, I'm I'm six foot tall, right? And like right now, I've dropped some weight, which I don't like, and I'm probably about 160, 165. Mm-hmm. Like light featherweight structure, right? Mm-hmm. And I've always been self-conscious about that. Part of that stems from my dad. He was always, you know, talking about how skinny he was and how he didn't like that. And he's extremely thin himself, um, you know, so it's a, a genetic component. Yeah. You know, I, I just, it's impossible for me to keep weight on. But you're, as a guy, you know, the stereotype is that you're supposed to be strong and burly right just like how women are expected to be quote thin and slender yeah if you go through a checkout uh, line in target or grocery store or anything like that if you actually look at the men's health magazines or anything like that what do you see right you see get jacked abs in 30 days and you see you know I don't know, some angry Jamie Foxx with a super angry expression that's all photoshopped photoshopped up showing like, you know, his triceps that have like 30 strands of muscles, you know, some bullshit like that. Right. Right. And so for me personally, it's it's really hard for me to feel like I can fit in to being, I guess, quote, manly while being as thin as I am. Yeah. And And it's Chris has like a similar body type. Yeah. You guys both have like slunt like you could eat. 50 pounds of food and be like i'm still hungry yeah so i mean is that something you relate to too yeah absolutely yeah absolutely that's so so weird to me like i would think because again like from the female standpoint we're like you suck because you can eat whatever you want but like it doesn't like like, you you cut out like one thing out of your diet you lose like six pounds and we're over here like really yeah really right yeah yeah for so for me i remember i started uh high school at uh five to 87 pounds right 87 pounds so i was i was a, a little guy trying to play football and all these other sports i love playing with all these kids who we all were growing at about the same rate and i just didn't grow you know throughout junior high or whatever yeah and so you know here i am going into high school being like oh my god okay well uh how how do you get stronger how do you stay fast and how do i stay with my clique in a sense or with my with my friend groups who seem to be passing me right right? and i go to the gym i remember working out you know as a freshman and sophomore and just being like i hate this i can't i can barely bench press the bar right at 14 or 13 years old and i was like yeah you know what i don't want to be here you know what i'll go for another run or you know do something more aerobic because that's what my body style you know was very good at and, and naturally born for and it wasn't until i feel like i i was a few years into crossfit where i started to actually fill out now mm-hmm. I'm, I'm 38 years old and i grew over a foot in high school alone mm-hmm. and so it just took me a while to catch up but it was still very much like you know we go on trips and i remember people t- saying to me the biggest part of your leg is your knee right that's how skinny wow. i was like olive oil people oh, would t- people would tell you that yeah well, that's awful yeah they t- called me chicken legs Ugh. hashtag chicken legs didn't everyone That's have terrible. chicken legs in their little? 
I'll try to send it's you okay. photos of me. I'm sorry. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> as go a on. kid, go on. Because there's, there's just there's so funny and awkward, and everybody has that awkward, right. ugly duckling sure. stage, or yeah. I think so. But um, you know, it's just it, it's just so funny looking back on the pictures now and, and seeing what you know I've kind of dedicated to and, and and gotten over that mental hump of like, all right, I got to go to the gym, and even though I don't know what I'm doing, I have to give this a shot. So wh- how did you get over that? Like over time, like do, or do you still deal with stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, I, I certainly still deal with that a lot. You know, for me, it, it's it's in other areas now. Right where I don't like. Why am I not stronger in these like handstand push-ups? You know, yeah. or you know, just other body weight positioning or, or the snatch or something of like that. I'm like my clean and jerk goes up significantly, and my snatch has stayed the same. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's so frustrating. Or you watch a workout against somebody else, right? And I'm like, how come that guy just killed me, and I can squat way more than that? What? What? Okay, just so happened? you guys do that too, which I can oh see. Like guys oh, get totally. more competitive yeah, than totally. girls sometimes. But I can you, see that. Do you think? Because Brandon, it sounded like you started by saying that you know those sort of thoughts sort of stem from a place of like this is what it means to be a man, and so unless you can do these things, unless you look a certain way, unless you have a certain body type, then that's like the you know the mold you have to fit into. So, Chris, what you're just describing, does that still contribute to that mindset, or is this kind of separate of like okay, in CrossFit, this is now what I'm concerned with? Yeah, I think it's more the latter. Like this is more where my concern is, and I've been able to get over the hump. And you know, look, I'm not. I feel like that's kind of like I mean I think pretty much probably everyone who does CrossFit has these things of like you know dang it I got I'm awesome at pull-ups now but my strength is going down and or whatever it is Can Miles really wants, wants to be on the show he's reaching <laughs> up he to that microphone so <laughs> he does this every time he's like I want that microphone the the weight thing for me was such a big issue right because mm-hmm. I couldn't figure out how to put weight on my body um, I used to go to this um, training camp when I, I started when I was in I want to say sixth grade and we'd get up in the morning at four o'clock in the morning we'd go run eight miles right and I did this yeah up into high school yeah yeah all kind there was all kinds of different different pieces and it was for people to you know better them themselves as it was a training we did for a month right mm-hmm. and, how, wait how old were you when you were doing this uh started when I was I believe when I was in sixth grade wow and I did it through sophomore junior year in high school so what what, what inspired you to, to get into that at such a young age was it was it feeling like you had the knobby knees and chicken legs yeah yeah yeah, totally. So it started totally. that young. Yeah. And I remember, you know, uh, the counselors there or the, pe- and the people that ran the camp were like, oh, we'll get you. We'll get you plenty of weight. Yeah. And they wrote me a program. It was drink a gallon of milk a day. You need to eat uh, three, it's like half a loaf of bread with peanut butter. Now, it's funny to say this being, you know, in a not a very strict paleo diet, but some type of decent performance diet and to listen to what they were trying to force down my throat now yeah. in, in my head. But more importantly... I used to go through a pound of like turkey breast, like sliced for sandwiches. Mm-hmm. So I'd have three sandwiches. I'd have three ecto coolers, which were like the juice boxes. Yeah. I would drink a gallon of milk a day. Oh I, I mean, I was going through food nonstop. Yeah. Now, keep in mind, I grew a foot in in high school, and I stopped. Like my final weight in high school was a one thirty two. Yeah. In high school, so I'm how I'm tall were you then? I'm six one. 132. So I want to interject here because I want to, like, we talk all the time about how, you know, women, we have insecurities and we have things that we deal with all the time just as a woman living in the world today. Like, what are the biggest things that you feel like you deal with now as a man? Like, societal pressures or, like, what are the things that you say you would struggle with? I guess that stereotypical image, you know, because, like you, Chris, like, I, I have to fight tooth and nail to put on a pound 
of, but, of muscle, uh, right? More than weight, and, like just not right. just weight. Like, uh, like is there like other stuff that you're dealing with too? Like we, because we obviously have to deal with the body image stuff, you know. So, so for, sure. It, go ahead. Like so, so for me, here, here's a great example. I was walking back to a friend's place from the Highland Tap and Burger last night. We were walking down the alley, and two females, myself, and a random person started walking behind us in the alley. So now, being from the East Coast, living in the city of Philadelphia, being from Boston, my head is always on a swivel from a, you know, uh, a sense of uh, city awareness, mm-hmm. right? And street smarts. And my, my senses, my spidey senses were so tingly. Now, talk about the vulnerability. I'm like, I'm the man here. This guy pulls out a gun. It is my role to act like Ryan Reynolds in Deadpool and disarm this person <laughs> and, and put him on the ground and be like, it's okay, you guys weren't raped, we got it. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. You know, like, what am I supposed to do? Like or the or, superhero. Yeah, the, yeah be, be the superhero. Yeah. Right? I, I, but ultimately, I'm like, I just got to run faster than them. Yeah. That's it. So <laughs> That's it. Chris, let me ask you and Joy for you guys too. I, I think this brings up maybe a bigger picture for a modern day where gender roles really are not defined anymore. And what you're talking about right now essentially is, is like a gender role, right? It's that typically the man is supposed to be protective, right? Say the damsel in distress or whatever BS, right? But, you know, I, I think there's a good question of is it okay to still have some you know, some semblance of gender roles or not. And I think, I, I, and I have to wonder if part of me leans towards, I think it's kind of okay to have some gender roles. Now, listen, mm-hmm. I'm all for feminism. I think there's absolute equality across the board. But when it comes to this example, this one stands out to me. When I think of, you know, how humans evolved, if you go way back, what were the men doing? What were the women doing? The men were hunting. They were the ones that were supposed to be big and burly. They were supposed to be able to take down the prey, right? And be mm-hmm. able to haul it back. You know, that'd be a whole day event. Hunting back then, woolly mammoth, I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, saber-toothed tiger. And, you know, they're also in charge of protection at the same time. Yeah. And those that were most successful at that, you know, were able to move forward and reproduce and, and evolve. On the flip side of that, you know, women were responsible for taking care of kids and gathering, you know, keeping the home fronts kept together and kept running. And the teams that could, or, you know, the, the groups that could do that in harmony the best were deemed the most fit. And I'm partly of the belief that we are genetically wired to have some kind of role within that. And I think it's very, I mean, if you look at our grandparents' generation, I think our grandparents, uh, you know, the folks that are 80s, 90s now, were really the last people to truly live in those gender roles. Mm-hmm. I remember talking to my grandparents, both of them, before I got married with Claire, and I asked them, like, what was it that got you through all these hard times? I mean, and they saw some dark stuff. Yeah. And they had some brutal challenges. And they said they knew their role. Yeah. They knew their place. Yeah. Right. If you go to, to fast forward to now, what the hell is a man's role in yeah. this world? And Chris, I think that's what you're talking about right there is that, yeah, do you, all you have to do I'm is just really as out as everybody else. <laughs> right. You're, you're just, just what? I'm just as afraid as everybody oh. else. <laughs> Which is a good point. Right. I mean, like, I think because we assume, uh, you know, I do this all the time with Scott is like, I assume that he's got it all together. I assume that he doesn't really, like, nothing really shakes him because he's pretty even keeled. But it's like, but when it comes down to it, like, he 
struggles just in completely different ways. And then there's times where I'm like, what? I almost like dismiss him because I'm like, you don't struggle with that. And he'll be like, yeah, I do. And I don't show it the way that you do. And I'm, mm-hmm. I have to remind myself of that. It manifests in a different Yeah, but it's way. also like this whole thing of like, well, men, you can handle it. And that's not fair. Because yeah. that wouldn't feel good to you, right? No, 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 no. Yeah, to- totally. I, I you know, that brings up the emotional side. You know, it's really funny to me. Like, I look at my grandfather, and, you know, you talk about the generations, and, and I look at my dad, and, you know, people who didn't show any emotion and, and, you know, don't cry and get up off the ground, dust yourself off kind of thing. Now now you look at it, so we have a world of people going to therapy, including myself. Yeah. And, you, you know, and you're like, oh, my God, that was that was the best session to get that off my chest yeah. and not hold it in. And, and, right. And does that make me a better person for the outside world? I think so. Okay, but well, hold mm-hmm. on. So so like if you guys have i know that you're an emoter and i know that you're more i don't know are you an emoter like do you emote a lot like very emotional outwardly emotional my like, highs you know, get real high but my lows don't get low <laughs> do, do you wear your emotions on your sleeve yes uh yeah i think so let's just pretend that you kept it close to the vest right do you feel like guys the stereotype is that you shouldn't share your emotions so you just kind of like keep it cool or do you feel like you're just pretty comfortable with being emotional i'm comfortable being emotional and i think the stereotype is not to not to share okay yep i fully agree as you know i will confirm that i am yeah very much wear my emotions on my sleeve and yeah. i have uh, worked in environments where that's very much looked down upon yeah and very much not okay case in point ski patrol is just you know one step away from kind of military mentality mm-hmm. and uh Man, I did not fit in with those good old boys, but I guarantee every one of them, you know, are dealing with some kind of crap. And right. And just, oh, bro, I, you can't show it because you got to bro each other up. Right, right, Yeah, because right. that's a stereotype. Right. It's total BS. But. Yeah. So how do you handle that? Like, do you have to be like, oh, I'm going to be a bro today? Or do you just like I brush it. it off? You just own it. Yeah. yeah, yeah I own it I'm too. emotional. And if you can't handle it, then, you know, piss off. You're okay. not, I'm not going to be friends with you. Okay. I like that. <laughs> I like that. I mean, okay. there's a certain part of me that, that plays to the stereotype. You know, like, all right, I probably shouldn't share this or or get overly emotional because I feel burnt on something or scorned on something. I should probably save that for my therapy session. Or you know what? Take that home, write the email. Everybody has that. also just be like sort of just general filtering. Right. And and I agree. Right. You can can be emotional and be upfront about it and not, you know, have to be 100% open. Nobody's 100% open in that sense because it's just general healthy social habits. Right. (laughs) Filtering. Being authentic. So let's move on to marriage because we often talk about marriage hacks. And I know it's not 100% fair because Scott's not here, so I can't like, like get too excited about the marriage hacks with you here. And then obviously, I don't know if you want to talk about... I don't want to air your laundry, wait, wait, Chris. Wait, Joy, do, do you mind? Can we just go back for one second before yeah, we move on? Totally. I just want to get your feedback on what, what I was saying about there, that it's okay to have some semblance of gender roles in the modern age. Yeah. What's, what's your reaction to that? I'm kind of curious because it's just like a thought that I have, and it's not that I have a strong opinion about it, but I'm very curious about it. And I think in some ways, I think there's something that's in some ways it's okay to have aspects of that. What's your thought? What do you mean about, like, about gender roles? In general, <laughs> gender roles in general. I suppose. I mean, just the idea that you know, gender roles that they exist could, and they, that and they, yeah. could exist. Because I mean, I think they still do exist. Yeah. But it's just not accepted or talked about. It's kind of like you just said. You know, expect Scott to have that together and totally. And you know, that's a gender role. Totally. Right. Yeah. And I think like I. So yes, they exist. And of course, we all like want to be equal, and we all want to kind of like be seen and heard and treated as one. But for me, it's like so much has to do with how I was 
raised. So mm. I feel like there's a lot that we carry over and as much as we can evolve and try to be a little more progressive than our parents, I feel like that still is just like hardwired in. So for example, like the... Pe- <laughs> I figured out why you're wet. I figured out why you're wet. Miles just wet. spit up all over Claire. That was great. I, I want to get a picture of this. He has my own business and take care of the baby. Speaking of gender roles, classic on your leg, on your crap. Oh my god, look at that smile on yeah. your hand, on your sleeve. But look at that. On, oh, it's on his hand. His hand. Now yeah. it's your face. Mm. Yeah. And his ear. Yeah. That's the best one I've ever seen, actually. Good job. Oh, he looks so happy with himself. So happy. Look at my face. I will get your face. There you go. Cool. There. That was amazing. Okay. Awesome. So, so, how you're raised roles. So, yeah. So, for example, like that thing that happened with Scott where I feel like he can hold the world on his shoulders. And I'm like, you got it. You've got it handled to where it's kind of like I see it just as like a guy thing that he's got it handled. And so when there's days when he doesn't, I'm like, what? What do you mean? Mm. Figure it out. He doesn't always need that compassion, but when he does need it, like he needs it. And so Mm. there's times when there's been, that's been a huge learning curve in our marriage is for me to be like, oh, he needs me to be like understanding of this. Like he doesn't have it all together and that's okay. And I just always assume that he's like got it figured out or Mm. he's like the solid one in the relationship. So I feel like that was a huge lesson for me, especially like just making those assumptions in the general. I also think like, I mean, you know, for... Me and Brandon, it's like, you know, we are definitely in terms of communication sort of flipped in, you know, what we would traditionally be considered sort of like, you know, masculine and feminine. We are a total role reversal. Right. And then also, right. Well, so what I'm trying to say is that, you know, like, you know, you're going back to school. Our long-term plan is for, you know, me to be the one who works full time and for you to be more of like a caregiver. And, but I think that there's a difference between saying like no more gender roles and saying no more defined roles because I think when people when people like take away gender roles they transition to thinking like everybody or both partners need to do like everything mm. and I don't think that's true I mean, like I don't think that you need to be like operating within a certain defined of like this is the wife's job like a certain like a certain stereotype Right, there's like, this is the wife's job, this is the husband's job, but you still, I mean, I still think that to operate within that, it doesn't necessarily mean that you are or aren't like, you know, being a quote unquote wife or quote unquote husband, but that also doesn't mean that you can't have defined sort of like, not necessarily even roles, but sort of like defined things in the relationship that you do that the other person doesn't do. You know, I I think from a a marriage perspective, right, as somebody who who was married for quite a while, I think it's about expectations, right? What, What are you good at? that I'm not good at, that this makes it work well. And maybe you operate on less sleep than I do. So maybe you need to get up with the baby, right? You know, maybe Neither one of us is that person, unfortunately. (laughs) But like, I always say that like the saving grace of our marriage is that Brandon is a compulsive communicator. And there, you know, he brings things up the moment they happen. Whereas I would be like, it would be 10 years down the road and I would still be thinking about it, but I never ever would have said anything. I, I'm that person, Brandon. So we, we share a brain in that way. And Scott's like Claire. It's really? Oh, totally. So yeah. Claire and I will reversal and yeah. our marriage are yep. marriage reversals. Claire, Scott, and I, we are the same to a T. Yeah. <laughs> that's it's wild. so funny. That's, that's we hilarious. talk about it all the time and she's like, yeah, I get what Scott's and like, yeah, I get what Brandon's going through. Right. <laughs> I'm like, how does that make you feel? No. I'm like, ugh, feelings. Gross. <laughs> Dampen. Dampen. Dampen the feelings. Get down there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I think you, I just, something fun to that, Just repress that right down. Yeah. I mean, you were raised with brothers, and I was raised with sisters. Yeah. 
So I don't know. I think there's something. I think absolutely. Yeah. I think that absolutely has to do with a lot of it is how we were raised too. Right. I mean, that's kind of a stereotype in itself too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I know you want to get to marriage stuff. No, I do. We are. We're talking about marriage. I do want to talk about marriage stuff. Do you want to talk about some of this? Yeah, we can talk okay, about Okay, I didn't know like sure. how open you wanted to be about yeah. like... Are you making just, it awkward? Because I feel I, like... <laughs> no, I I mean, I just truly... I think yep. how how far you want to go down talking about marriage and talking about what things you've learned, lessons yeah, and yeah, life. Lessons and I've learned. Yeah, absolutely. totally. I'm that's kind of what to. I want to go with, yeah. but I don't want to make you uncomfortable. Self-awareness. Is, that's Chris Do you want to explain a little bit of like your situation? Not not details, but like... <laughs> just go. Explain your situation, but no details. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. Self-disclosure yeah. in a way that makes you feel okay. Yeah, yeah. So, uh... All right, my my self disclosure was uh, recently divorced in the last year and married prior, and separated for about a year. Married for I mean together with my wife for over twelve, mm-hmm. right? And have three children, Long eleven, seventy six. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know, I learned a lot about myself. You know what I bring and what I need in in relationships and you know <laughs> where my vulnerabilities are and how to be self aware. So yeah, I, I feel like I can bring some value. Yeah, for sure. Nope, your experience is negated. Oh, I took my <laughs> card and then yep. I worry about my man card all the time. Like this is not going to be good. Just no cards. No. Card. So okay, so there's an argument that floats out there. This is okay. not. I'm not saying I subscribe to this, but there mm-hmm. is an argument. It's like you, if you work hard enough, you can make things work. How do you feel about that in relationships, in marriages, in partnerships? Being where you are now, and I just yeah, think no, there's no I, right I, or wrong answer. Yeah, oh, I would like your perspective. Yeah, on that. okay. So the harder you work, the more you can. What? No, but like just, just like anything's you, workable. You can make any you relationship make any work re- if you want it. If you want if it, bad you want enough. it bad enough. All right. So let me. I'm not going to answer that. But what I am going to answer is this. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't believe in soulmates anymore. Okay. Right. But what I do believe in is that you have your non-negotiables, things that you need from your your partner in life and there there may be what you would consider a soulmate you know there may be a thousand soulmates for you in each city but that's the work you got to figure out what is are you self-aware enough is that person self-aware enough to be able to work together to make it very very compatible which would be the soulmate piece of it what we would consider a soulmate so a, a great example is in in my marriage I love to do things, right? I used to do things for, for my Is my that your co-parent. love language? Acts of service? Acts of service. It is. My love language. I love okay. talking love language. Okay, you do. Oh my gosh, yes. Really? You can talk love language if you want. Let's do it. Okay. Does this go. make me too vulnerable for no. this episode? This makes no. me perfect for this episode. Perfect for this episode. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm loving it. Just, we just put a punch in your man card. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this that put a punch in my man card. Great. <laughs> now I can't do it. No, that was good. Like you're getting like tomorrow. you're like you're punch like you're filling up your punch card. Yeah. And then okay, you get a free free smoothie. Something? What would you get with your man card that would be for free? Oh, God. Let's not go down that road. Okay. Nope. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Mine would be, mine would be, I like to give acts of kindness, but but there's that piece behind it where I also like, I want somebody to say thank you, right? I want okay. the appreciation. Words of so affirmation. Words of affirmation. Words of affirmation. That's how right? I am. I like to be pet. Like, okay. Pet, pet, so, pet. I want words of affirmation. <laughs> yeah. So, really for me, it's, okay, let me back up. Really yeah. for me, it's words of affirmation mm-hmm. and intimacy, touch. I need okay. touch. I don't care if I'm on the couch with you. I just want to put my hand on your knee. Or I just want to snuggle up next to you like a dog. My, my player's uh, cringing right now. Really? <laughs> no. We, 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 did our, we did our photo shoot what was it, yeah. two weeks ago. The photographer was like, "Okay, like you know, act like you're saying something funny, and like the way that you you know you reach over and you touch someone on the shoulder, and you're talking to them." And I was like, "I don't do that. I don't do that. I don't. <laughs> I don't touch people when I talk to them." And I like kind of tried, and she was like, "Ooh, yeah, no, I can tell." <laughs> yeah, nice. So I, I my my spirit animal is a golden retriever, right? Okay. I want to be pet. I want to be told I did a good job, totally. and I have really high energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. 
So for me, I would tell, I would make breakfast every Sunday morning for my ex-wife in bed for three years in a row, right? Thinking that she would come downstairs and be like, thank you so much for letting me sleep in and you took care of the kids this morning. Thank you. She would come downstairs and be like, I think I'm going to meet up with my friends this afternoon. And like, oh, okay. Well, what she needed in her language was the, the affirmation as well. But if I had gone up and given her a note, slipped a note under her pillow and said, you're an amazing mom, an amazing educator, and an amazing partner and spouse to me. Thank you so much. If I had just done that to her, she would have come downstairs and said, thank you so much. And you know what I would have gotten? What I needed. Mm-hmm. And our buckets would have been filled. So yeah, yeah. so to me, that's that understanding, and that would have been how we could have worked it by okay. understanding what each other needed. Is this too deep? No. no. Okay, so I, I want to I wanna back up to and say about, you know, when, you, when like, I think the asterisk on the statement that Joy said of like, you know, if you were, if you want it bad enough, you can make anything work, is that both people have to want it bad enough and that both people have to be willing to do anything to make it work. In order for that, I think in order for that statement to apply yeah i agree with that yeah, for but sure. you can you can get to i'm working really hard and, and this person's over here i'm working really hard too but what you didn't notice is you're working really hard in two totally. different directions totally. right so yeah. that is the expectation piece. that true. is the being self-aware which i wasn't before and it's tough yeah. to be self-aware at 25 when you're going through a quarter-life crisis right that, yeah. we, that we all did so how yeah. do you how do you stay so self-aware with yourself to go Oh my gosh, this is what I need. It's so true. I was such an asshole when I was 25. Yeah, it's very different. Like, even 30, I was you know, an asshole. Uh, I, I, would, yeah. I would say to to your listeners, right? You How think old about, are you, Chris? Uh, I'm 38 now and single. Seamsies. Minus the single part. 38 and single. 38 and single. I'm 16, I am not single and ready to 180, mingle. blue eyes, <laughs> and the heart of a golden retriever. Chris G is very attractive, <laughs> he's, ladies. Yeah, he's an eligible bachelor. He really I smell is. great. He yeah, smells, you smell always smell great. Always smells good. Miles, mm-hmm. high five, Miles. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> young. Okay. okay, so the love language thing mm-hmm. then. So, uh, do you, which one is yours, Claire? Acts of service. Acts of service. Mine's words of affirmation. You think? Wait, you think? Mine's acts, acts of, service? of service and quality time. Yeah, I was gonna say quality time. Yeah, mine yeah. are acts of service and quality time, and then my those are my receiving, and then my excuse me, quality time and words of affirmation, and then the my my giving language is uh, gifts and acts of service. Which I think it, it presents us with a challenge because we yeah. are polar opposite my, as far as that goes. Also, my You're, last one is physical touch, as like, as you all know. Like, and yes. Brandon's it, it like... Even, I don't think it even registers. It doesn't even it, register. It doesn't like, have I could, the four love languages. Yeah. 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 My, my, Chris, I'm surprised that you said uh, that yours is touch because that is by far and away my my top. So for Chris sure. and Brandon, you I need just that, like, on the couch. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Here mm-hmm. we go. That's fine. Does that take my man card? He has a different card. Yeah. Still smoothies, though. Still, Still smoothies. smoothies. <laughs> Might build them faster. What are your? What do you think your giving languages are, Brandon? Uh, both my receiving and giving are are touch, and I think I also do uh, a lot of acts of yeah, service I was for sure. Service. That'd be that'd be number two. Yeah. So what are yours, Dre? Snacks. No, I'm just kidding. I just remember we were talking about Brandon's. Yeah, love Brandon's. Language. Just, it's, I mean, that is it's our a, love language. The broader is gifts, yeah. but the more specific is surprise snacks. Yeah, yeah. surprise snacks, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. which is why I was so excited to make you orange chicken when you came over because I was like, oh, Brandon's so love good. language is snacks. It is. It's so true. Joy <laughs> makes this killer orange chicken. It's from Costco. Just... Let's be honest. I don't make <laughs> just, it. Just take the credit. <laughs> It's good. Oh, it's good. I think I just had like two just, pounds of chicken, maybe ooh. like two chickens worth of chicken. I labored really all day over it. Okay, so Scott's love language is acts of service. Like he loves, well, his giving is acts of service. He loves to do things for other people. And gifts. And gifts. Big time oh, gifts. Big like time gift a, that's all he does. Like yeah. almost every day he's like, look what I got for 
for you. Loves, loves, loves to do that. And mine is words of affirmation. My receiving is words of affirmation. And my giving, what was your giving? Uh, uh, my giving is, is gifts and acts of service. My receiving is words of affirmation and, or excuse me, quality time. Quality time. Mine would be words of affirmation. And I think mine would be probably acts of service. So, okay, so let's just back. What are they? What are all five? I need Physical to touch, acts of service, words of affirmation, quality time, and gifts. Yes. Yeah. Those are the five. Did yeah. I say quality time twice? I don't think you did. No. Okay. But I think, so anyway, I think, but I think, would you say, Chris, like that plays so much into like communication in yeah. a relationship? Yeah, like, totally. So much. Because we can make assumptions that we're like, you don't care. So, okay, so Chris G's back in the dating scene. Can we talk about like Tinder and stuff? And like, I don't know what this dating world is like anymore. Yeah. It, I mean, it's, it, uh, it's very, it's very different now from 1999. And so what was that like for you? Did you feel like you were in Back to the Future and all of a sudden you're like, what? Oh, uh, first I was like, uh, one, uh, I am not going to meet somebody online. Yeah. I'm, not, I, there's, I'm just not going to do that. I'm going to meet people organically. I met some people through the gym and that was fun. And But then I got to the point where I'm like, I- I'm not meeting people that are fulfilling what, what I need. And yeah. I'm not fulfilling what people else other people need. So, you know, being on... You know, a dating app was was very different. So I was not on Tinder. I was on Bumble. Bumble. What is Bumble? Bumble. So it's it's basically Tinder with a softer side. Okay. Yeah. All right. What does that mean? It's so so women like uh, so it's still the swipe right and swipe swipe left. And so what happens is for women, it's like do you remember those like come see the softer side of Sears commercials? Was it like that? Yeah, kind of. It was like a big comforter. Ooh, yeah, wrapped around you. Okay, yeah. a big comforter full of Chris's personal life. Yes, that's right. That's right. So um, it was uh, so you can can't message a, a woman until she messages for you first. So you can swipe left, swipe right, and then she matches with you. She has to initiate the contact. Okay. She has twenty four hours to do that. Cuts down on the dick pics. Wait, say pics. that again, Claire. What did you say? Cuts down on the dick pics. You heard me. I had your volume down. So, it's- <laughs> so anyway, I used it to go on a lot of dates and, and be able to understand like, oh my God, what the dating world is like again. And it's, you know, it was a lot of work, especially being a single parent. It was like, oh God, I, you know, what, what am I doing? Yeah. And, you know, so a lot of coffees, a lot of trying to figure that out okay. and my whole thing. And this is where you want to talk vulnerability. You want to talk about like, there's an apple sliding into my throat and I can't talk is I made a commitment to myself that on the second date I would let people know what my situation was right okay so, second date yeah. so hey here, here's the non-negotiables for me and it is I have three children and you know I spend 50% of my time with them and, and I travel a lot for work if I want to text you I'll text you if I want to call you I'll call you but do not take it personally when I send you a calendar invite to go get a drink after work or something because if I don't have it on calendar it's not going to happen yeah like Claire is, is and Brandon's calendar. Is that is that okay? Yeah. And some people were like, hey, I, you know, I really don't do the kid thing. All right, that's fine. Yeah. You know, let's get that out of the way right now. Yeah. So Nice knowing you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that's fine. Like, totally. You do you and I'll do me and, yeah. and that's okay. And, right. you know, it's funny. Like you hear about, and I had, I've had people be like, don't, you're not one of those guys that ghosts out on me, right? That just kind of like fades off and doesn't call now, anybody. Now, when did right that there? term become popular? I hate that term. I don't, I don't you know. You got ghosted. I'm like, what? I don't even... Anyway, and go ahead. Re- recently mm-hmm. for me uh-huh. to understand yes. that, that terminology. Uh-huh. But, you know, it, it it's just different. Like you have to be witty in 160 characters, right? The, the text language to be yeah. able to pick somebody up these days. Yes. Terrible. And so you, you, oh you're more gosh. marketing and autocorrect than you are anything else. And yeah. so I was reading this really, it was very apropos at the time. I was reading uh, Aziz Ansari. Oh my gosh. The comedian's that modern book is romance. so good. Anyone? Is it good? Yes, yeah, it's, it's really, really good. It's okay. really good. It's it's better if you're single. No, no offense. 
You'll relate to it much Absolutely. more if you're single. I read mm-hmm. it just because I love Aziz and I, I listened to the audio version, of course, and I mm-hmm. think he's hilarious. So him reading it was really funny and just the voices he does. But it's also really relevant. Yeah. Like, especially with what people are going through today in the dating Absolutely. world. So if you are interested, by the way, listeners, of reading that book and you're single, especially if you're single mm-hmm. or in the dating club. world, great. Great find. So, yeah. yeah. Chris, let me yeah. let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Just step back just a tiny bit here. Uh, since we've been talking, we've been talking so much about stereotypes. How how has it been received when you say that you are a single father? Because I think there's a lot of you know I think there's a lot of perception and stereotypes on like a single mother trying to be on the dating scene. I know you know a couple of people are single mothers and they're just having you know the worst of times. You know I'm kind of curious what's the reaction been like for you? I mean because then you have maybe the other side of the stereotype is like oh he's a you know tender caring gentleman. Yeah. You- you know, the first reaction I get is, how, wait, how many kids do you have? Because 38, I look pretty young, you know. Yeah, you, you do, do look young. And so yeah. people are like, you have how many kids? And how old's your oldest? Like, oh my God. And they can't kind of get over that. So it's a it's a little like, mm. oh God. You know, so that's why I'm, I'm always kind of fearful of having to bring that up, right? And, and, and then there is the like, I worked really hard at my marriage to not be what my parents were, you know, living in a household together for, you know, over a quarter of a century and hating each other, right? Mm. And so I worked very hard not to produce that, and I end up in the same place as them, right? Mm. And so here I am. I didn't have How a drinking problem. I didn't. I didn't have like we do that all the time. We create the patterns just because they're so ingrained. Yeah, sure. I, I mean, like, look, I, I didn't think I, I didn't have a gambling problem. I didn't have a drinking problem. I didn't yeah. have a physical abuse problem. You know, all, right. all those things that Did I would you think grow would up be. With all that? What's that? Did you grow up with all that? Um, some of that, yeah. Okay. Yeah, mm. yeah. We need to talk later. <laughs> So, Go on. So anyway, I, you know, for me, it was, um, you know, I ended up in the same place and not wanting people to say, well, who gets divorced, right? Are we all getting divorced? Are we, are we all getting married later in life? Mm. And once you have vetted this guy out, so here I am, the stereotype is the guy has a problem. That's, that's the, 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 the narrative fair. that I kind of tell that's, myself. You know what? That's very fair. So here yeah. I am. Like, so that, that's nice. what you experience. That's, that's what you think is perceived is internally is the perception. It's a perception. Right. And it's I would perception. absolutely agree with that. Like Interesting. like full disclosure, that's the judgment I immediately yeah. always go to. Yeah. As I'm always like, what the guy do? Yeah, what the guy do, right? And that's such mm. bullshit. And so here I so here I am and you know, I, I'm fair. very loving of my kids. I have 50% custody and think about them at minimum 51% of the time. Yeah, you're a right? great dad. And, you're and, such you know, a good dad. They come to the gym a lot yeah. and yeah, I would tell anybody that CrossFit may have killed my marriage, but it saved my life. And yeah. I could write a book for CrossFit.com or whatever about that. Wow. That whole thing. You know, because I, I feel like I found the community and people rallied behind me, you know, wow. including people in this room to, to kind of help push me through. So, you know, um, long story short, it it is weird being on the dating scene again. It is still fun because I'm still learning so much about myself, right? We Think about yourself as a high school person and then going, you know, let's say four years later when you're 21 years old and how different you are there. And then the, the transformation you make through your 20s and then even into your 30s as you start to create a life with somebody else, being married and having kids or whatever it may be, and then all of a sudden you're like, I- I'm, I'm a totally different person, right? I know that I am much less volatile now. Probably has something to do with I have a lot less testosterone, but also like, I've got three kids. I've had to learn to be patient. I've had to learn like, hey, look, shit's not going to go your way a lot of the time. And I learned a lot of that by being married, going, oh man, wouldn't it be great if we all went to my buddy's place and we uh, went to the barbecue? And she's like, but I really wanted to go to the strawberry field up in Boulder <laughs> and weigh our strawberries. And I'm like, uh, Knott's Berry Farms, huh? Cool. Basically a conversation about 
conversation that Brandon and I had two days ago about wanting to go to a graduation party. He was like, there was a graduation party and he was like, well, oh, I want to go play with my friends. And yeah. I literally was like, so what you're saying is this plans that these plans that we had that I really wanted to do, you're just, you just don't want to do them anymore. <laughs> I followed through. You did, but only because you're- was a darn good sport you about did. it, thank you very but much. Also, side note, your climbing partner canceled. <laughs> but I still went That's climbing. That's not I the point. I still climbing. That is not I the point. I still went climbing. That's true. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> that is not the point. <laughs> Chris, I, I think, you know, so funny. this is totally true. I, I, you know, we're always evolving, always changing, and it's always a game of figuring, refiguring out who we are, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And all of and us, I think though, a, right? Totally. So, and I think that's a big piece of marriage is, is you know, Claire and I got married, if I can throw this out there, in, in the context, it, and Joyce got her hand up. I know. So. I just, like, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> um, I'm next. You know, we we kind of got married under uh, one of the, the big contexts was, you know, that we... Uh, you know, want to be a partner to each other as we change. So we know we have somebody side by side that is going through those changes. It's very, it's very easy to say. It's very easy to say, but, you know, I think that's a big reality of, of, you know, at least with marriage is, you know, understanding that that's a part, that's your partner to help you rediscover yourself and vice versa and to go through those changes together and have an ally while you're constantly rediscovering and that's i think that's the biggest fallacy that people go into marriage thinking that it's going to be like the fairy joyous tale. Yeah. and you know and, like disney you know yeah and nope. and i think that we always talk about this too how facebook has ruined that where everyone's yeah. like he's my best friend i'm so lucky to be like with my best friend and we just hashtag blessed gag. Yeah, yeah, we just want to gag because I'm like, that's just not reality. It's fake. And if it's your reality, you're living in a la la land because every single day, like, we have to work on our marriage. We we and it's not horrible, but it's like it's work, and you have to always. I envision marriage too as like one big mirror, so you're like constantly hmm. having to look at yourself. And if you're not willing to look at yourself, and you're constantly trying to blame the other partner, you're screwed. You're screwed. Yeah. Right. So it's kind of like, I don't know if you relate to that at all. Yeah. No, either I, of you. Yeah. To me, I think you, you love person for their faults. You love them for leaving the toilet seat up. You love them for. Leaving. I don't love that. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> of course you don't. Of course you don't. But, but like those, are, those are the things you say. So I need to like, sit I can, on. I can handle this. We need to work, work through it. Right. But these are the things I can handle because yeah. we're, we're working on it. Together yeah. But wouldn't you say it's really hard to be with someone if they're not willing to look at their shit? I mean, it's yeah. Right. I mean, and that, they're always that goes, like, it goes back then, to what then you signed up for about. the wrong partner. It, it goes back yeah. to what you're talking about, how, you know, you have to, anything can work as long as you try hard enough, but it has to come in marriage. It has to come from both people right. in order for that to work. And right. so you're absolutely right. If one person isn't pulling their weight, it's going to be, it's going to be a train wreck. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. things are going to spiral out of control. Any last thoughts about that? Just married. Just like trying to make it work. Just well, dating's fun. I'm learning a lot about myself. The love love languages. Going back to Chris. I think Chris, you touched on that. You have to play to their love language. You really do. You have to. And not take it personal. And you know, Claire and I, we since we are very, very much opposite in our love languages, that definitely provides us the opportunity to overcome you know barriers um you know and so much of that comes down to i think we already said that That was such a diplomatic way to say that providing the other person their love language with what they need yeah right sure and you know because i i know i throw out like you know i receive and give touch Mm -hmm. and it's not you know doesn't even register with Mm -hmm. claire in fact Mm -hmm. you know it's it's like a repelling force for the most part right and so i you know it's been it's been been hard it's been challenging for me to like know that like i can't like what i'm doing is you know i'm giving her hugs and like all these little touches that's really 
that's for me right is what it's coming down to it's not providing her right or our marriage anything right and know? compromise too like i'm sure you claire do. gives you a hug absolutely yes <laughs> you do. Uh, yeah, she is. She she's not, very good. She's she very good at giving it, me the uh, the firm, um, you know, yeah. uh, locker room slap on the ass. Good game. Awesome. You know, that's great. Yeah, she's excellent. Is at she that. the dog then trying yeah, to get away when get. they're trying to hug her? <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm the dog. Yeah, I'm that article that dogs like to be hugged. That's my. That's yeah, the type that's of you. dog I am. I'm the type of dog that doesn't like to be hugged because <laughs> he's gonna bite you because <laughs> she wants to run away. Yeah. So if you block her way of <laughs> exactly. exit, she's gone. That's so funny. Um, yeah, I just uh, lost my train of thought too, but, but that's mirrors, I mirrors just, marriage, love languages, yeah, I just giving feel like all of that is something like we, if we, have, we, uh, we constantly have to cater to our other partner and not take it personal. Right. Either. Like we can't take it personal and be like, you're not doing this for me. And I also like to think of like, if, are you giving what you are asking for too? Like, so if you're like, I need more time with you, like, are you, mm-hmm. or, or whatever it is, like you, you need to put more time in the relationship with me. Like, are you putting time in the relationship? So I don't know. I feel like it kind of waxes and wanes. But yeah, you have to absolutely. be always aware of like you're on this journey together of self exploration. Should we um, talk about CrossFit? Do we have time? We have a few minutes. So David Fitzpatrick, who is our number one male listener, wrote a f- couple questions because he was really ah, excited that we had that we had some male talk this week. So he would like to know first of all if you guys had any like relationship hacks that you can share. But the other one is he wants to know how do you guys handle gym compliments? I have a lot of female friends at my gym crossfit corona woo-woo. and there are times when i would like to say something like wow you've obviously made a lot of progress however the potential of being deemed the gym creep is just too great a risk so he wants to know like hmm. how comfortable you are just like every day when i see you and i think this has to do as well with like how close we all are mm-hmm. so i know you and like if you're like that looked really good i'm not gonna be like you're weird but i guess maybe do you interact because CrossFit really is social, are you going to go up to someone that you don't really know very well or just more of an acquaintance and be like, you're doing a great job? Or that's do you a, have any insecurities around that? That's a great no. question. I think that just comes down from person to person. Uh, you know, I wear my emotions on a, on my sleeve and, you know, I have no qualms about telling everybody like, oh, you killed it, you know, good form, whatever, you know, and, and chatting about that. And, and, and it's long, how you just, carry yourself and too. And that's, that's how I carry myself and, and I feel as long as I'm just being my authentic self as far as that goes. I, yeah. think that's, I think that's the most important piece. I mean, there's other people in our gym that you know jay that are uh, very very stoic you know like tj yeah right? he's very stoic mm-hmm. but when he you know but he he gives feedback and, and compliments in in different ways as long as you're authentic about it that, that would be my only yeah my i think only i think that's a good point like how you carry yourself if you're comfortable yeah. saying it you're it's not going to be taken weird at all right and there's nothing wrong with just giving like a high five awesome right. job you Sorry. looked really good in that uh you know what you're doing earlier like yeah. don't like be yeah, yeah. right you may be like wow, i, I that, have a feeling that david is not really worried about well. sounding like a creeper Right. No. So in other words, go for it, David. Go for it, David. Just be nice. Chris, yeah. what's your thought on that? Yeah. I, you know, for me, I, you know, I try to get to know just about everybody in the gym. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At some point, come across just about everybody. But, you know, if I notice somebody, I work out a lot early in the mornings. And if I notice somebody that's new to the gym after a couple of weeks, you know, knowing their name, because I always make sure I say, I try to say hi to everybody. It doesn't always work. But, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, I go up to them and say, hey, look, I, I've noticed a lot of progress in the last few weeks. You know, keep going. You're, you're doing great. And I, I hope that's received well. 
and it's and it is something genuine you know that's that's something that i say pretty typically i've, yeah, I've noticed think, that you've made a lot of progress and i think if it's someone who you're seeing like on a consistent basis they're not going to think it's creepy they're going to take it as a compliment yeah it's not like you're just walking with some random stranger on the treadmill um i'm going to ask a question and you don't it's kind of putting you guys on the spot so don't don't feel like <laughs> you have go. to so okay you guys know us very well so i want to know if there's any like I don't know if advice is the right word, but I'd like to hear like your insights of how we've grown it since you've known us. Are you talking about you and yeah. you and Claire? No, just as people. As people. Or, like just from what you know of us. And you can speak to me. How about you do that? And then you speak to her. I'd also like just to point out that I met Brandon when I was 22. I'd like to hear this though. I feel like it's a I know, I know but I like that's just like, that's like a lot of habits a lot. in your 20s. I, had gradu- I graduated true. from college less than six months before I met Brandon. What I have seen from you folks is you guys barely knew each other right when you started the podcast yeah right it, it's mm-hmm. it's amazing the commitment that you guys have put into this to grow it to, to where it is today mm-hmm. you know because what it started up with 20 listeners and was mostly family pretty much my mom people, and maybe people from the sometimes gym. brandon yeah. yeah i don't even think my mom and me was. freaking out about celestial seasonings tj send me joyce Joy's number, I got a text her like that. I'm freaking out right now. I totally remember that. I remember yeah. that text message. I will never yeah. forget that. There's isn't any so. black. I still use the hashtag. Wait, yeah. wait, wait. What was that text message? When yeah. I, the first time on the podcast, I talked about my dad starting social seizing, uh, Chris texted Joy and was like, I'm freaking out right now. He like had to pull <laughs> over on the seizing. Uh, Chris yeah. texted Joy. He had to pull like, over on the side of the road and he so sent me like 50 text messages in one sitting. Yeah, it's it's uh, amazing Chris. the commitment. Not that you guys didn't have any commitment, but like you, you guys were building that chemistry. So the growth there. That's so funny. I'm having a parallel right now. Like our relationship has grown like how our relationship has grown. and then it's like a um, marriage and then you know watching um you guys have had such great people on and you guys mm. have done such a great job with keeping it very interesting and very pertinent and you know um you know keeping people involved like like a david like there are definitely probably some other male listeners we have some really good listeners yeah you have we great have, like, listeners the best listeners ever so yeah i mean it's amazing i'm really just looking you. for words of affirmation right oh. now. okay well <laughs> that's really what i'm doing the chicken you made earlier was delicious Thank you. <laughs> okay, and then from, go ahead. From from my perspective on you two, uh, if I can share what the listeners don't see is that you guys don't actually get together once a week and have like this conversation. This is your podcast is just an extension <laughs> and a recording of a conversation that is going around the clock, twenty four seven. Every time Claire's on her phone, which is all the time. <laughs> Claire, get off your phone. Who are you talking to? I'm just, it's Joy. I'm Scott like, does Claire, the same thing. What are you, like, who are you? What are you? I'm like, who am I never? What are you? Like, the only what, person I text what, this much, wait. and I'm like, it's Claire. <laughs> and he's hey. like, who are you texting? I'm like, who do you think I'm texting? <laughs> it's, it's so true. It, so, wait, what was that text when I finally like got fed up with it? Wait, was it was like, like, what do you guys even talk about? And I was like, oh, what are you talking about? How can you possibly have this? We talked about like trade of stream of consciousness. I was like, well, Joy has to take her cat to the vet let's see what else did we talk about uh there's a mean girls reference in here it's like and something was, about a donut yeah and Brandon was like so i was like yeah no it's not it's not glamorous it was something really funny too though it was, it was like, like it was perfect it was, i wish we should dig that back yeah i know because it was like it. Uh, you put yeah you you texted me some super mundane thing about yeah i don't remember i want i want to say it was, like, I yeah, say it was like either donuts or jean shorts or yeah, something uh-huh. and like 
probably Crop combination. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what it was, but it was it was classic. It was yeah. perfect. But yeah. uh, I'm yeah. glad you said that because I think we don't think enough about like how people want to know behind the scenes of like what really goes on. <laughs> no, you you look at it. If you're listening to the podcast, this is just what you. This is what happens between the two of you all day, every day, all week long. <laughs> and it is totally true. Awesome. It's hilarious. <laughs> okay, last thing would be growing up as men totally true <laughs> what awesome. would be yeah. your favorite piece of advice that has stuck with you your entire life if if i could give advice to anybody and i've had to, i had to learn this i mean back up just a little bit yeah you know i was by far the most manly person in my family if that gives you like an idea of how emotional my family was mm-hmm. right you know two sisters Real emotional yeah Mom, you know my dad is not a lot uh, of feels a lot a lot of feels in the house a lot mm-hmm. of feels in the house right so i i could boil everything down to one word and that's intentionality and i think being intentional brings out the natural male uh i guess tendencies or, or traits you know kind of like a class stereotypical like focus on a car focus on hunting whatever it is kind of goes back to that evolutionary thing okay I think it brings out the primal drive of kind of like what it really means to be a man at the core is really utilizing the ability to be intentional. It doesn't matter what the expression is. It could be anything. You could be, you know, ragingly flamboyant, you know, theater dork. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Just own it and be mm-hmm. intentional about it. And people And people react to that. I like that. People react to that. That drives confidence. That drives, you know, a, a lot of really, really powerful, positive things. So it doesn't matter what the expression is. Just yeah. be focus and intentional about what you're doing and all in all in people like nice people who's that from uh that is from actually uh a mentor of mine ron burton from back when i was younger and then um the other thing was uh or is excuse me if you don't want to tell your mom about it you probably shouldn't do it (laughs) (laughs) who told you that that's a good one i don't know i think i probably read it in some modern gentleman's book (laughs) A modern gentleman's book. <laughs> Any last thoughts? Any last words of affirmation that you can give us? Because <laughs> I'm loving that. <laughs> I need more pets. You guys are the best, and I'd like to hug Claire. Yeah, we're going to all I do think we should just do a big group hug. Group hug Claire. at the end. I very much disagree. <laughs> yeah. we, can throw that, we may need to throw JT in the mix, Sounds too. like we're going to put her like a cat in the bath. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. I'm going to have that same facial expression. All right, guys. Today's podcast is brought to you by audible.com. Get your free audiobook download and 30 day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash girls gone wad podcast. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. For you, the listeners of Girls Gone Wad podcast, Audible's offering a free audiobook download with a free 30 day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. We personally recommend an audiobook of your choice available at audible.com because right now we are going to be reading Misty Copeland's book for the May book club. So you guys can use that as your free download if you so desire, but really any book's gonna do. And at the end of every month, Claire and I are going to release a bonus episode to talk about the book and you guys will just get to have another 30 minutes of joy and Claire and who doesn't love that? Yeah, bonus episode for presents is coming next week. Coming next week. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash girls gone wad podcast. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash girls gone wad podcast for your free audiobook that supports the podcast. You guys, thank you so much for your support and keeping this podcast going. Same thing with Kalo, Q-A-L-O.com 
mom discount code ggw tell all your friends we're on social media we're on snapchat ggw podcast facebook we have new pictures we have a new go website. check out our new website girls yes it's beautiful thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next week bye, bye.